welcome. Thank you for joining me for Women to Women today. We are, uh, again, glad to see you and glad that you tuned in to listen to us or to uh, be with us today. And we wanted to, um, we, we just want to get right into the word because we seem to run out of time a lot. So today I have with me um, Minister Rafaela Coles, her and her husband pastor a church in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And she is the um, ministerial assistant to her husband there. And uh, she runs the women's ministry. And she's, she's from Word of Faith International Church. Her and her husband work, uh, worked and volunteered and worked at the church. And then her husband was on staff. And then uh, they went to Atlanta and helped set up the church there. And then they, after that, they went to Nashville and set up a church in Nashville. And so she's here to join us today. I'm honored and privileged to be a part of this with, alongside of you. Amen. Well, it's good. I've been looking forward to the day to, to have you on, on the program and um, to share your wisdom with the women. And uh, it's just, it's a thrill to be able to do this and to be able to introduce those that have worked with us in the ministry or that are working with us in the ministry and are, are doing what the Lord called them to do, and which is not an easy thing to do because you have all kind of uh, things that come up against you. And uh, one of the, I, I would say that one of the hardest things I would see for a pastor's wife is, is um, not getting distracted by what other people are saying or other people are doing and just being on the same page with your husband as to what God has called you all to do and not to measure yourself up against anybody else because God's going to measure you against what he called you to do, not what anybody else called you to do. Yes, and it's interesting in a church where people will all the time will say, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we don't do this? And, and if, it's, if it's within what God has called us to do, it's not, not a problem. But we understand that what churches are called to do are they are called to specific things to do specific things for uh, from what work, the area that they're in, as well as doing a great commission that all of us are responsible for doing. So um, Ralph is there, Raphael is there in Tennessee with her husband, and they are being a blessing to the people. And um, and of course, you know, all of us are doing things all over. So. Um, None of pretty much none of us are set. If you came in work, up in Word of Faith, you can't just sit to one area and just decide, "Oh, I'm gonna do it here," and that's it. Y'all, we have um, our hands are touching everything. So, um, and I'm, I'm glad that God gave us the ability to do that. So, Ralph, we are going to answer a couple questions. Okay. And um, then we're just gonna have fun. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So, question one is. Is it wrong to desire to marry someone of a race that is different than your own? No. Because what you're, the race that you want to marry into is uh, the body of Christ. <laughs> you want to make sure that's the only thing that's wrong. Is being, that's what the Bible talks about. It's being unequally yoked. So you cannot, you should not be um, marrying someone who is not a Christian because there's a you're lacking a, uh, an important, the most important thing that you need in common is the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have to keep that in mind. That's the most important thing. The color of a person really doesn't, you know, doesn't make a difference. It might 
the difference it might make is what other people think, but who cares? What God thinks is the best thing. And we are all members of the body of Christ. And I don't see how we separate or we, we can scripturally separate any race from the body of Christ and uh, say that anybody is not, uh, cannot be compatible to who you are or what you're doing. So the most important thing is remembering that God loved, God loved the world. That's why he gave his son and he expects us to love the world. So, you know, our basic thing is not trying not to think about people in, um, as far as their race, but to think about people that God loves. So, Ralph, you want to uh, jump in here? Yes, and I'm in absolute agreement with you, Pastor Deborah. And, you know, God made us all mm -hmm. equal. Yes. And um, there's a scripture in Acts 17, if you don't mind that I read it. Nope, but don't mind at all. Pastor Deborah, it's in Acts 17, verse 26. And mm -hmm. I'm reading from the New International version and it states from one man he made every nation of men yes that they should inhabit the whole earth and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live god did so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out to him for him mm -hmm. and find him Though he is not far from each one of us, mm -hmm. for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. Yes. We all were made in his likeness and image. So for us to separate or think, I mean, God, God has the right to create us the way he wanted to create us. Yes. And... Um, you know, we're made in his likeness and image. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember that when we uh, have all these questions on whether we should be with another person. God only required that, as, as Pastor Deborah has indicated, is that we be equally yoked. We need to be with believers, and that's believers in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Right. And the other thing there, too, is that um, just God is very interested in making sure that we understand that we need him to make any relationship work. Exactly. Especially in a marriage. Yes. Or in a, a relationship of dating or anything. We need him in the center of that relationship. And we don't, we can't just kick him out. Exactly. Uh, I know one time the Lord spoke to me and told me that... Um, um, if you are if you are not experiencing his goodness in any area of your life, it's because you kicked him out of that area. So you have to, in order to have the goodness of God in your life, you cannot kick him out. You have to let him be uh, Lord over that area, and and follow his directions, and not try to say, "Well, I, don't, I can do this without God." Why would you want to do anything without God? That's what I have a problem with. Why would you want to do anything without God? Um, he's the center, when, if he's the center of your life, 
then everything you do is centered about upon or around his will and what he wants and how he wants you to act and how he wants you to, uh, to perform in any area of life. So you need God's input in every area of your life. And when we get to the place where we decide that we're going to kick him out and we're going to make a decision based on what somebody else has said or what experience someone else has had in that, in that area, then we made, we, we're just creating problems for ourselves. Because someone will always, people will always have something to say about what you're doing. And you can't lean on what they're saying. You have to lean on what God has said and follow what God has told you to do in order to be able to, to be the best that God has called you to be. So that means even, even if you are dating someone and if God tells you that's not, that's not the one that you need to be with, then you have to be able to release it and walk away from it and wait on God to present you to a man. And a lot of times what the problem is, we've presented ourselves to a man and God had nothing to do with it. So uh, you have to get it all in order. Don't be out there looking for somebody because the devil will make sure that you get the wrong person. Um, let God do it. God will let you know and the man will come and approach you and let you know he's interested. Now, since we're on this, the other thing I, I have to address is that if a man approaches you and you're not interested, be nice and be kind. Don't be rude. Don't just, you know, tell him he's ugly, you don't like ugly men or whatever. Don't do that. Because somebody's going to do the same thing to you. You have to be kind. You, can't, you, you have to operate in love. You even have to uh, turn people down in love. And there's a way to do that. And if you don't know, that's when you lean on the Holy Ghost and he will direct you on how to do it. But anything you do on life, you're going, in life, you're going to reap what you sow. So don't think that just because you, you know, throw, throw dirt in somebody else's face that somebody's not going to turn around and throw dirt in your face. You will reap what you sow. So be nice and be kind and walk in love however you operate things. And, you know, sometimes we deny what God has sent us, not understanding that God has sent them. So oh, sometimes we deny them because the timing's not right. So you have to be, you have to be open to all of that. Um, and understand what God is saying to you. I can't tell you how many people that we have um, uh, witnessed being joined together who wanted nothing to do with each other at, at some point. Um, but as they got older and as they matured in the things of God and understood what was really important in life, then they realized that they needed to be together. So it's, you know, you have to put off all of these, this worldly thinking of the world's way of doing it, and you have to be willing to do it God's way. And God's way does not include racial injustice or saying that you're such and such race, so you can't near, I can't be with you or whatever. Race shouldn't come into it at all. God should come into it, and He should help you and guide you uh, in your decisions and in your and the walkings and uh, things that you do. And you won't miss it if you, if you listen to God. Amen? Amen. That's so good wisdom, Pastor Deborah. Thank, Thank you. You. Um, you know, exactly what you said. And I, I do see women a lot of times, they're seeking the husband instead of the husband seeking the wife. And like you said, if we keep things in order, 
mm-hmm. of the order of God, we will have his best. Yeah. And um, seeking the Holy Spirit, he will reveal to you mm-hmm. when the right man approaches you and what you should do from that point on. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's important that we do keep that utmost is that God loves that man just as much as he loves you. Yes. And that'll help you understand and help you remember to be nice. <laughs> be kind. Yeah, because that's God's son. And you, you know, Sister Deborah, Pastor Deborah, you know, I always call you Sister Deborah. Mm-hmm. When we all, hey, when we get to heaven, everybody's going to be a sister and a brother. Right. <laughs> but Pastor Deborah, you know, a lot of people have missed out on God's best because they didn't seek the Holy yeah. Spirit first. And, you know, like you said, they're looking at physical appearances or mm-hmm. that can be your king. And yeah. you are his queen, and he'll treat you like a queen. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I could just take a moment or two, um, uh, Pastor Coles and I, and I wasn't in, in the beginning, wasn't interested in him. And, you know, we were friends, and that's all I wanted to be was a friend. Mm-hmm. And then it grew into that love. You know, I saw the kindness. I saw his, you know, just the way he knew how to treat a woman. And, you know, all of that brought us into the relationship we had. Yes. yes. And and it's interesting you said that because one of the um, things that I, I teach is, um, is the stages of friendship. And what's, what's so sad is most people go from the acquaintance stage and there's actually four stages of friendship. And they go from the acquaintance stage, which is the first stage, to the intimate stage. And they miss the stages in between. And so sometimes when you're, there's a presentation, um, well, not sometimes, when God presents you to a man, you have to go through those stages. There's an acquaintance stage, and then there's a friendship stage, then there's a close friendship stage, and then there's um, the intimate stage. You don't just jump right to the intimate stage because at some point you're going to look back on the relationship and say, we're not even friends. Um, so the acquaintance stage is where you decide when or if you want to be friends. And that in- includes direction from God as far as why God put this person in your life. Sometimes our acquaintances are just there for us to pray for Sometimes our acquaintances are just there for us to speak a word into their lives. And sometimes it's just the acquaintance could just be a friend. Um, But you don't go from the acquaintance stage to the friendship stage without um, doing the things necessary to be a good acquaintance. Because if you don't, you have to make a judgment on whether or not this person would be a good friend. Well, you don't know that if you don't know enough about them to know what their desires and stuff is. And you can get that information. It's, I believe I have the information in stages of, of uh, friendship as well as um, it's a little bit in Home Improvement, um, which is uh, Home Improvement is a book that I did with Bishop Butler that we wrote together. 
uh, stages of, I think it's Marriage and Family Stages. Uh, yes. It's the Marriage and Family book that talks about the stages of friendship. Um, so, you you know, it's a lot of people have have been married and have went back just to make sure they covered those friendship and close friendship areas and found out their uh, their intimacy is even more so, even more intimate because now they are really friends and they're just not, you know, got attracted to each other and the French and the acquaintance and went and decided to go together um, and just jump into this thing. You can't just jump into this. You have to make sure that you do the things necessary to be a friend and to be a close, then to be a close friend and then be it, um, the time comes where you can begin to move into the intimate stage of relationship. Um, so you have to know that those sort of things you do. If you don't know those things, then you need to stop even trying to figure out where, you know, where's the man coming from. He may come from, he's probably going to come from the, to the, uh, from the acquaintance stage first. And then you have to decide whether you want to, uh, it to go further. And, and God would allow that and God will lead you in that, in that to the point that um, you can reach that, um, the acquaintance and then the, close, the friendship and then the close friendship and into the intimate stage, you know, in a fashion that's going to be healthy. Most of us um, do not have healthy marriages because we did not do the things that's necessary. We don't even uh, know what's necessary to have a close friendship uh, with our spouse. So we need to get those in order up front so that we can make the, di the differences um, in our marriage become less differences. See, I have to know in my marriage, I have to know when, when Bishop says something to me, I have to know when it's not worth me saying anything about. It's not re worth me responding to. You know, um, sometimes it's just not worth it. You know, what, what's it going to prove? Who cares? You know, I mean, if he tells me he wants one team and one over the other, am I going to argue with him about that? No. That's his choice. Don't have to be my choice. You know, um, but that's just how we should look at everything in life is, is it really important to even pick a fight about that? So you even have to you have to learn how to choose your fights. But if you don't know nothing about the, the person, you won't know what to, you don't know if you should choose a fight because it might just pull up. You might pull up, uh, pick a fight that's going to um, really trigger him. What you really need to know too, what triggers him. But you learn that in the in the, in the friendship stage, what the triggers are. All of these stages take conversation. It takes time of talking, of asking, of doing the what if, or what if somebody did this, how would you react, or what would, you know, you have to do that. One of the things I learned early in my marriage is that I would always have to go back and ask my husband, how should I handle this? How should I have handled this, you know, with him? And instead of, because a lot of ways that we just come in on it, we just come in and just harm them their ego or whatever, or question them or whatever when there's a way to do it. But just change it around to asking his advice about something, which is one of the things I would used to do. I would ask his advice and give him a choice. One was stupid and one was brilliant. 
So, so he had to choose. And then I learned about a, a lot about him when he chose the brilliant one. So <laughs> instead of the stupid one, but you have to present it in such a way that that it doesn't that you don't deal with um, unnecessary wrath. I just want to recommend that people buy that book, Home Improvement. You know, we use that naturally in our um, school of the Bible when we had one here in the early years. Yeah. And that blessed a lot of people because there's a lot of information and wisdom that comes from someone that has been living in the word at a young age and up. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have that privilege and I learned a lot through Word of Faith and the teaching of yourself and Bishop um, as a result of helping in my marriage because um, I was raised differently. I came up in Catholicism and we weren't really taught at that time mm -hmm. about reading the Word, the Word of God. So, you know, that's how I really um, have discovered in in prayer because we were taught to pray you prayed all the time mm -hmm. um and it wasn't exactly the word of god in the format that we prayed and how we prayed but god still knew our hearts and the holy spirit starts showing me things early through the word of god and i had to apply it Mm -hmm. I remember teachings you were doing on submission. And, you know, I had a real difficult time with that. And, um, you know, I had to ask the Holy Spirit to help me with it. But I also, you know, you know, like you said, it's not only teaching the word, but people seeing you live the word. Yes. And watching how you handle things and with your husband. And um, you're teaching and applying the word. You're actually doing the word. It taught me a lot. And even though it might have taken me a little longer to get there, <laughs> um, as I applied the word, I saw the difference even in my marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's real important. Um, and, and, and Bishop and Pastor Deborah has a book on home improvement. And all that information is in there. And yep. when you read it and apply it, you're going to get the results because God's word is true. Yes. Which is, and that's very, that's the important thing is just making sure that you are as close to what, to God's word as you can possibly be. Which means yeah. that that, no, I don't care who you are, how long you've been in the ministry, you can always get closer to God's word. Um, exactly. And, you know, we, you know, sometimes in the ministry, we can't be, become expert to preaching to other people about how to get close and we forget to get close ourselves. So we have to watch it too. Um, yes. we're, uh, you know, the thing, we're not anointed to, to live this life. We're just anointed to preach it. We still have to live it. So I don't want you to look at us and feel like we've there, we reached the, the, the point of uh, perfection. No, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying this, this never give up. Keep striving for better because God wants you to have the best. And uh, it's not automatic. There's things that we have to do as Christians in order to get there, to get to that point of perfection. And um, so, you know, and we can get there. 
Uh, most of us, for most of us, we won't get there until we get to heaven. <laughs> um, but uh, we can still keep striving for it and, um, and become the, the, the Christian and the woman, uh, the individual that God has called us to be. Because every one of us, God has called us to a specific, a particular place. And we need to do what we need to do to get there. So you have to examine yourself every day, even you, um, every day, to make sure that um, you can correct anything that you, any step that you took or misstep that you took the day before, you shouldn't repeat it the next day. Um, and I'm glad that God gives us that ability to do that because otherwise it would just be overwhelming. You know, if you, if you sit and ask God, show me everything that's wrong, you couldn't handle it. Everything that's wrong with me, just show it to me. You can't handle it. It's, it will be overwhelming because we all have issues. And uh, so he gives us the opportunity to take care of them one, or, one at a time or one or maybe two or three at a time. Uh, well, some people, most people can only handle one thing at a time. So God gives us the room and the time to do that. But that doesn't mean you stay in that for years. You need to, you need to see yourself growing in God so that you can make the right decisions based on what God has, has placed in your heart and what God has said to you and what the Word of God says. Stay tuned for part two of this episode of Woman to Woman. Is there room for improvement at your house? Have the fires of marital bliss turned to smoldering embers in your marriage? Do you wonder how you and your spouse will ever see eye to eye and live together in harmony? Are financial pressures and conflicts about child raising have you at each other's throats? You don't have to have severe problems to realize there's room for improvement in your home and family life. Order your copy of Home Improvement today. In this book, Keith A. Butler, and his wife, Deborah L. Butler, offer candid solutions from God's Word for marriages in crisis, as well as marriages caught in the doldrums of old routines and the cares of everyday life. Whether you have a family crisis or just want to enhance your family's relationships, you can improve the quality of your home life from the teaching contained in this book. Order Home Improvement by Bishop and Pastor Deborah Butler today. Available now at Easter. Keithbutler.org